Hi guys, welcome to the show. This is No Balls Cricket, episode 8. Uh, we're discussing all things Asia Cup today. But first, let me introduce our panelists. Uh, I'm Sidan Pradhan, the club cricketer. Alongside me, of course, uh, the man who's been bowled by a complete jaffer by our respected journalist, Siddharth Salanki, the junior pro. Uh, um, bad shot more than a jaffer. I'd like to take the credit away from the bowler. Complete jaffer, not a bad shot. And of course, our respected journalist, the man who bowled that jaffer, Aditya Devrat. I mean, you could take try taking credit away from me, but I have a history of bowling jaffers in room cricket. So, that's not going to work. I think it's a questionable action, to be honest. <laughs> Let's speak to the ICC. Too. Yeah, the ICC doesn't really care about room it's cricket. Not, so, we're going to the, just move on from that. PDC is not in the jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all things Asia Cup on this uh, episode um, will begin with the two big guns, India and Pakistan. There were two games over the last week that they competed in. Uh, Pakistan got blown away batting first in the first game for 162. (laughs) And then they got thumped in that game. Uh, And just yesterday, they were bowled out for 200... Well, they made 238 in the 50 overs and India chased it down comfortably with both the openers making centuries. A couple of points from both those games. Firstly, the Pakistani catching was pretty shocking. Imam Ul-Haq has probably dropped the easiest catch I have ever seen. I mean, a bat with a, with a rhino attached to him could have caught that. Yeah, Pakistan are just like one of those sides where some days they're absolutely brilliant in the field and they do that. Like, that is the sort of catch I would be able... When you're first teaching a two-year-old how to play catch, that's, how, that's the sort of catch you give them. And he's dropped it. Is, is this the Rohit Sharma? Uh, the Rohit Sharma. The Rohit Sharma one, yeah. Yeah. So weirdly enough, when it started off, a lot of commentators were saying how their fielding has improved. <coughs> and then, Shari, uh, what's his name? The spinner, Shadab Khan. Shadab yeah. Khan? Yeah, Shadab he Khan. He got Nisakad out for a really good, it was a really, really good run out. And all the commentators were saying, Pakistan have really improved. And then we got the Pakistan I know and love. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say I love Pakistan, but it's, it's a great Pakistani, classic Pakistani performance. I think we are allowed to say that we love a Pakistan that isn't doing well. All yeah. of India will be okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. But they struggled throughout the tournament with, the, with well, other than the first game where they were great against Hong Kong. They've struggled pretty much every game since they just barely squeezed across the line against Afghanistan. <clears throat> And the feeling was pretty shocking in that game. I feel really sad for Shaheen Afridi. I think they've dropped all of those catches off of his bowling. <laughs> but um, no, they were they were poor yesterday as well. Um, in both the games that they've played against India, Bumrah and Bhuvneshwar have tied the openers up, uh, not allowed them to get too many runs. And then the spinners have come on and picked up wickets. And India are a pretty consistent one-day side. And it's hurt Pakistan because they've not been allowed to get out of second year. Yeah, I think... Basically, once I, I, probably Jaspreet Bumrah just wakes up every morning like with cold sweats about that no ball against Fakhar Zaman, and then and because of that, he's just like we're not letting it happen again, and so they just they because they he was supposed to be the trump card for Pakistan because you know he had that double century against Zimbabwe and whatnot, um, <laughs> but it's like no, we're not letting we're not letting Fakhar Zaman do that to us again. We are, and so Pakistan just can't get off to a start, and then they just. Placed under pressure consistently. Uh, can I also give a shout out to Shoaib Malik? 
but performing so well in his mid 40s now <laughs> <laughs> how old is he really there's this really funny thing graeme swan said where <clears throat> so he was when he was playing his under 19 uh world cup both of them were under, both of them were 19 and now graeme swan is 37 and shoaib malik is still 35 <laughs> <laughs> The classic Pakistani. If, if someone manages to decode Pakistani <laughs> age, <laughs> that's a legit question here. If you manage to decode Pakistani age, please let me know. I really want to know. What wasn't, is wasn't what, Shahid Afridi eighteen for the first six years of his career? <laughs> One minute. Hasn't Shoaib Malik been thirty-five for the last six years of his career? <laughs> um, no, but he did pull off that win for them against Afghanistan. Not well. Uh, yeah, and he nearly. Uh, I mean, he sort of. I don't know if anchored is the right word, but he he did get, uh, he did get Pakistan to a, what we thought was a respectable total against India until our openers made a mockery of it. <laughs> two thirty. I mean, it really felt like a very old school Sharjah <laughs> game where two thirty eight didn't seem like a very large score, and we chased it down pretty easily in the end. Um, but they've had their problems. Mohammad Amir, for starters, hasn't done well. Um, they only have two spinners in their squad, and they made. A bit of a mistake picking, and with Shadab injured, picking just the one spinner against Afghanistan and played Hayes Sohail instead of uh, the extra baseman, uh, and struggled in that game. And then against India, when they finally got the combination right, uh, not not enough runs on the board to chase it down. Yeah, the I mean, at least in the games against India, they've just never gotten it all together, right? Either the batting hasn't worked, or the or the bowling hasn't worked, one or the other, and it's just it's just cost them both games. You forgot about the fielding. I mean, we sort of already spoke about the feeling. It's, it's, it's Pakistan. They're like they feeling. Their feeling blows hot and cold. It was interesting to see what uh, Mickey Arthur saying that um, Pakistan still have a confidence block against India. You would have figured that winning the Champions Trophy would have gotten rid of that, and yet it's just like they, it does seem that he's right that they just do come into a game against India and don't know how to play. So India on the on the flip side of things of won every game in this tournament so far. They've been dominant. They were dominant against Bangladesh. Dominant in both games against Pakistan. The only real challenge they had, ironically, was the Hong Kong game where they struggled. Um, but the the thing with the the Indian performance in this tournament so far is the things that we already know have happened. Yeah. The openers have been good, and the bowling's been fantastic. There's still no answer to the number four spot. uh and it would pain me it pains me greatly to know that dinesh karthik is uh in a spot reserved for a far better player uh doing much better shreyas iyer in the domestic tournament has scored 200s in 3 innings and he still can't make the squad because you know people that are using underhanded means to uh, keep him out now i don't know whether it's the selectors or karthik himself It's weird because Shreyas Iyer got a run in the ODI side and really didn't do anything to get dropped. Like he, did, of course, he didn't set the world alight. It's like he didn't make himself undroppable, but you would have expected him to get a longer rope, especially when your alternative is a what Karthik's thirty-four, if I if I'm correct. And really, all he's done is one good innings against Bangladesh and a half decent IPL, and he's sort of like skating by on that. He's not like. You know, he what was it twenty odd unbeaten in that Pakistan chase? But like we were only chasing one hundred and sixty two. So it was you know nothing. He's not really been challenged. He's not really had to do anything so far. And like you said, it, it is a bit of an issue that we've just had openers dominating. We had the same issue in the Champions Trophy, and then of course uh, middle middle order fell apart in the final. But so that that's an issue. I think I would almost hope that against Afghanistan, India just rest both Rohit and and Dhawan and let everyone else just get a bat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I don't think Ambati Raidu has done much to deserve his place, has he? He has an he has an an ODI average of over fifty, though. Yeah, I mean that's been made it largely in the subcontinent and against lesser teams, and I I haven't seen him perform to a distinctly good level. He does also have the habit of staying not out. It helps. It definitely helps his average. That's why the average is fifty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but but he's only been not out what. I think 11, 11, 11, 11 times, times in 37 innings. That's testament to how good a batsman he is, right? <laughs> to stay not out. Or how good our Indian openers are. So they give him like five runs at the end of, end of an innings. Uh, but he, d- he did well in the IPL. And I think he's... Are we, are we compensating for Dhoni not being able to hit? And just having Raidu there? I don't know. I don't know why he's in the side, but it's solely off the IPL performances. Yeah, and, and it's weird. I don't feel the IPL performances should count for much. And if they did count for a lot, KL Rahul will be playing. Yeah, KL Rahul not playing just makes no sense. Because he... I, they just... India haven't really used him well, right? They've got him... Like, he played on the T20s against England. Then he played the first two ODIs against England. Did okay, but not great. And then got, got dropped for the decider for some reason. Um, they haven't figured out... Obviously, with Kohli, he's no, not in this this squad. It's, a le, it's less of a... Uh, selection model, but they haven't figured out if they play him at three and move Kohli down, or they play him as a number four. Um, so you know, it, and it changes his like: is he competing against Kohli or is he competing against Dinesh Karthik? Um, but yeah, they just haven't figured out how to use him, and which is sad because he's clearly one of the most talented limited overs batsmen, not just that India have, but I would say in world cricket right now. So um, India are through to the final. They have a pretty um, well meaningless game tomorrow against Afghanistan. Uh, the real crucial one is the game between Pakistan and Bangladesh day after, which is a virtual semi-final that decides who makes the final. Speaking of Bangladesh, they squeaked home last night. Um, just barely managed to hold Afghanistan from chasing down 250. Uh, Mustafa was fantastic. Um, seven runs they needed off the last over and he managed to keep them quiet. Um, Afghanistan have done fabulously well, but Bangladesh have had their own struggles in this tournament, haven't they? With the bats specifically. But to be fair, they've only really struggled against... Uh, like, they struggle against India, but they I, I think that the games against Afghanistan have been pretty even. And I think that's more a testament to how quickly Afghanistan have improved more than it is anything to do with Bangladesh. Like, yeah, they have struggled, I'll give them... I'll, like, I'll concede that, but I think it's just... They've, you know, Afghanistan spinners have been really good. Bangladesh, Bangladesh batsmen were fine against Sri Lanka, for example. Mm-hmm. Although that's a completely different story because Sri Lanka have been awful. But yeah, they struggle against Afghanistan spinners. But I think most most decent batting lineups would still struggle against Afghanistan spinners. Let's get to the important question now: Who fills your Bangladeshi lords quota? Yeah, I don't know what that was about, but I'm assuming people just don't like Shakib Al Hassan anymore. Which is weird because he has a good claim to be Bangladesh's best yes. ever cricketer. Yeah, and but apparently like, Bangladesh fans aren't that happy with him. And it was only quite recently that he was top of the all-rounders list. Why the sudden fall from grace for him? And he has, or were they actually speaking about him? I don't know because they didn't mention on. No, this was pretty much more like an ESPN Crick Info thing, like yeah. commentary response thing, and it was. I mean, it, it it attracts the worst of the cricket fans. You just get some stupid, stupid comments on it. So, I don't know if we can pay much attention to that. Listen, they also take my comments from time to time. I'm not going to say anything much. There, there's some good ones. Some good ones. And mine. Um, 
but no they they struggled um, and do you see them beating pakistan let's be honest now well pakistan struggled against spin so yeah they it's possible Pakistani batsmen have not other than Malik and Sarf- Sarfraz is a good player of spin but isn't in form and so they have one reliable batsman against spin <laughs> and and Bangladesh spinners are in pretty good form right now what about Babar Azam the number 4 player in the world can he handle Bangladesh i he's, he's i think he's a really good batsman but i also think he's like i mean kuldeep's gotten him once i think bangladesh have the bowlers to to trouble him they seem they seem to have found liton das has seemed to be nailed uh, seemed to nail down one of their opener spot they're still solely missing tamim ikbal of course and um that's going to cause them a few headaches going forward their game again against um pakistan day after tomorrow that's going to be crucial um for afghanistan we'll move on to them a bit of a missed opportunity you feel last night yeah well both games um you know because even the pakistan game they lost by a whisker they you know they were defending 10 off the last over i think it was um and sure malik just hit four and a six off the second and third balls so you think they could have won that game with slightly tighter bowling or they were probably 10 runs 10 runs short anyway um and then yeah definitely against bangladesh you would have backed them to score seven off the last over rashid khan had just come he probably hit, didn't need to play the shot that he did to get out but i guess that's just one of i mean i remember there were when bangladesh first started off there were like a lot of close calls where they couldn't get over the line and that's probably just one of those things that with experience against top opposition you'll just get there eventually they do seem to have a lot more victories <clears throat> against top opposition but that has in part to do with their to do with their fabulous spin bowlers i think mujib rashid and even mohammad nabi they're brilliant in limited overs cricket yeah i think uh, i mentioned the other day where i was saying was rashid's odi average is 12 i know we said it was against the associate you said 12 or 17 12 12 12 14 14 14 my bad 12s in t20 internationals sorry wow. so yeah. even yeah. if it's against the associate nations they actually have a future legend in the making and i'm sure that does a lot for the confidence of the afghanistani team so they've yeah. got someone like him playing for them and you know it's a feel good story and i think everyone's rooting for them to do well they've done so well so far to come this far challenge teams like india pakistan uh i'm not going to say bangladesh but, <laughs> uh, but ho- hopefully they learn from this and i'm sure now seeing people like rashid uh traveling the world you know playing in different leagues playing so well will inspire another generation mm-hmm. of i hope will be uh, like a good group of cricketers. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see them at the World Cup next year because you've got a lot of teams there who struggle against spin even in and, and that will be a case even in the new batting friendly pitches in England and and the power hitting lineups. I think England, Australia, New Zealand are all going to if whoever <laughs> has to play Afghanistan they're all going to struggle at one time. I'm like deviating slightly due uh, from Afghanistan you because you said Rashid Khan could end up being Uh, an Afghanistan legend and obviously cricket legend I'd say oh yeah cricket yeah, legend yeah, but, and, th- and that'll come I, I, he's probably been ex- that process has been accelerated in a way that Afghanistan got such a quick entry into test cricket would you think like I'd like to see you know Rashid Khan spend a lot of time in Ranji cricket for example if that were an opportunity so he could just work on his four day bowling or like first class match bowling basically well I did see uh, Mujib did play a lot of uh, county cricket this season he did get a co- contract I can't remember with who but he did get a contract I think it was Northamptonshire that he played a few games for and first class games as well. Yeah. So that's always a good sign for them. Uh Rashid Khan T20 globe trotter, Mohammad Nabi T20 globe trotter. 
very experienced players, both of them now. Uh, Rashi's only 20. It's hard to forget that. Yeah. Um, but no, it would be great <laughs> to see them play a lot more first-class cricket and get a lot better. Yeah. Definitely. Um, sticking with Afghanistan, um, we have a bit of a tangent to go on. Uh, Mohammad Shahzad, the wicketkeeper, recently uh, has reported an approach by a bookie yeah. to fix matches and underperform in uh, the upcoming, upcoming Af- Afghanistan, Afghanistan Premier, League. Premier League. Yeah, uh, That's interesting. Uh, another report, and apparently there's been four or five this year that uh, to by captains to underperform or spot fix in T20 leagues. Uh, uh, I think Sarfraz was the other one who reported it to yeah, the Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And of course, you had the whole um, Al Jazeera thing. The whole the whole Al Jazeera thing, <laughs> which is we. I mean, we're sort of we're not entirely sure about the the actual the accuracy of that, but it was obviously it was a huge controversy, and it just shows that fixing still around. And I don't know. Maybe can't get rid of it at all unless you sort of legalize betting everywhere. One possible solution, but where, yeah, it's but just, how will legalized betting? How will legalized betting help them not? I think it's just you can. It would just be if it's legalized, it automatically comes under. Um, like it'll just be by default be police police better. It's like I can't be essentially. Right, right. I'm I know essentially equating it to legalizing marijuana. I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah. But because there's so much at stake, especially for these bookies, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not going to matter to them because they want to make money, right? Yeah. And if it's legal or illegal, doesn't matter as long as they can influence players. They'll be fine. Yeah, um, the instances of uh, bookmaking and bookies making approaches yeah. keeps increasing and the threat to international cricket seems to be very, very real. Um, moving on from there, the last thing to cover about this uh, Asia Cup segment. Uh, Sri Lanka's recent debacle in this tournament where they got thumped by both Afghanistan and Bangladesh led to the inevitable <coughs> sacking of their captain, Angelo Matthews, who came out with quite a scathing report um, saying that he made he was being made a scapegoat, and yeah, basically, you know, lashing out at the cricket board essentially. Uh, not very happy goings in Sri Lanka. They seem to be struggling. Then they haven't done well recently, and their one day forms pretty awful with the World Cup coming up, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and look, I, I mean, Angelo Matthews, his own form hasn't been great, uh, and his captaincy also wasn't great in those two matches either. But I am completely on his side in this case because. Sri Lanka, like the, the the issues with Sri Lanka as a limited oversight are pretty systemic. They don't play enough domestic, you know, the equivalent of list cricket. Essentially, they, they, I think that they play six matches in a year or something ridiculous like that. Uh, like each team does, so there's just not enough time to get any sort of you know batting form or actually figure out, but identify your talents or whatever. Has it has it always been like that? No, there's been a restructuring recently to that. That's why they're playing six now. Yeah. It's, it, no, well, it used to be... So, they have a very strange first-class system because what we would consider club games in India would be considered first-class games in Sri Lanka. Yeah. And it's often a very poor standard of cricket. Exactly. If, and if that's you, the other issue. If, yeah. if you notice, um, you know, they play on substandard pitches and uh, bowlers of the like of uh, Jeffrey Van Der Sey and uh, Lux, <laughs> La, Sandakan, who's well, not particularly great, are encouraged. And, you know, people like that. Um so, yeah, poor spinning pitches and it doesn't produce test quality or international quality bowlers. But I mean, they, they still roll sides over in tests at home. Like Australia, Sri Lanka have seen that. I'm quite certain England are going to see that this in, in a couple of months too. But As long as Dilruan doesn't overstep. 
I mean, look, he's the inspiration for our podcast, so you know we should we should yeah. cut him some slack. Yeah, um, they they're fine in tests at home. It's when they travel they, they're going to have any. But you know that's just test cricket how it is right now. Everyone struggles when they travel. There's there's an interesting stat. Their their one day form has been so poor that they have lost thirty out of the last forty games, and this is. Because they've had something like five captains within the last year. Taranga, Tisara Pereira, Malinga, Chandimal and Matthews have all captained Sri Lanka at some point or the other within the last year. It is an appalling statistic. Yeah, don't tell the ICC because next thing we'll know, they're 19 yeah. cricket World Cup. I was, I was just thinking, like, four words, people, 10-team World Cup, what's happening? Yeah, because you think if, she, if Sri Lanka had to play a qualifier right now, they'd struggle they, mm-hmm. against... I don't know, like, I mean, if Hong Kong can make India struggle, they can make Sri Lanka struggle. Um I, I'd even vouch that uh, Hong Kong would probably beat Sri Lanka at this point. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, Ireland, Zimbabwe. Like Zimbabwe even won a series in Sri Lanka. There you go. Um, yeah, it's just like that. But 30, 30 losses in yeah, 40 yeah. is shocking. It's like for, for a side that was in a World Cup final, you know, eight, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Like two consecutive World Cup finals yeah. at, the, at that point. That's just shocking, shocking form. No, I also... and uh, I mean, before we move on... Uh, Last couple of things on them. I, I just feel that maybe the selectors, just like in India's case, are not uh, not uh, picking the right players. Because what we I saw them in the West Indies in the tests, and they did have you know quality bowlers, like genuinely quality bowlers. Somebody like Lahiru Kumara who could clock one fifty plus in one day cricket could be a real plus. He'd be in danger. Maybe he'd be a bit wayward, but you know, Shoaib Akhtar was wayward and he still picked up wickets. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess somebody with that kind of pace can't be ignored for long. And, yeah, you just feel that maybe the right players aren't being picked. Or, and if they seem to have a lack of players, or lack of quality players, then that's just an indictment of their system, isn't it? Also, a lot of them seem to get injured quite often. A lot of their key players. Like, Dinesh Chandimal has been injured once or twice in the last year and a half or so. Angelo Matthews is always injured. Their quicks just, like, keep, you know, dropping like flies. Um, so yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they're just not managing their cricketers' workload as well, or man, not managing their fitness regimes or whatever it is. But because you know, a lot of people, they just have seem to have so much turnover, not just through selection indecision, but just but with injuries as well. At least they can't complain about pollution in this case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that sums up pretty much what's been going on at the Asia Cup. Right, um, we're into the second segment for the day. Uh, we had a bit of an interesting observation during one of the games uh, in the Asia Cup. I'm not quite sure which one. Um, but, well, I think it was the first India-Pakistan game. Right, okay, the first India-Pakistan game. Uh, during one of the segments, during, during the game, um, on the Star Sports Select dugout, uh, this all our subcontinental viewers will know because that's what's being broadcast around here. Uh, on the Sasport Select dugout, um, they had a discussion about an all-time Asia 11, one-day 11. Uh, and we were discussing it and we got into a bit of an argument because we disagreed vehemently with half of those people saying that Sachin Tendulkar should bat at four. So on that, we thought we'd go and discuss who would actually be in that all-time Asia 11. Uh, so we'll take it from there. Yeah, basically, more everyone on that on the dugout should now be on our pod because they literally have no balls. They just couldn't pick pick an open opener, so they shoehorned Sachin down at four and decided they could get any other two random people up, uh, up at the top of the order. Right. So 
because we're discussing it so much, let's start with the top of the order. Uh, safe to say Tendulkar is everybody's first name on this list. Yeah, you. I look, the numbers also back it up, by the way, because Sachin's average at four is like 30 or something. So he's clearly, like, you can't just say, oh, he's a great batsman, so bat him anywhere. He was a great batsman because he was played in, the, in a certain position and opening worked for him. And he was he's like uh, almost indisputably the best opener there's been. So definitely him. Industry. He is the greatest opener in one-day cricket period. So I don't know what the hell these guys on the dugout were talking about or what they've been smoking. Why did they? Why did they say Sachin should bat for? What was the reasoning? Well, because they wanted to get I like any two of Jaisuriya, Sehwag, Ganguly, basically. Yeah, I understand. No balls coming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. The second opener is the tough one, right? The second opener is the tough one. Who, who, who are we going for? Because when I thought about this earlier and I gave this a few seconds, and the first name that came up just instinct was. Um, Jaisuria. But yeah. looking at the numbers, I think... I mean, obviously, Ganguly's got better numbers than Jaisuria. But I think as an explosive batsman, I'd love to have Jaisuria in our team. Yeah, I would... I'm Sadly, by the way, I think I wouldn't pick Sehwag at all because his one-day cricket like mm. career wasn't great. Average is 35. Yeah. It, which is strange. So I think it does come down to either Ganguly or Jaisuria. Um Ganguly's numbers are better. Obviously, also, Ganguly Sachin is probably the best opening partnership there's been. So there is just the just the idea of getting them together. It's a tough pick. I think I'd go with Ganguly. Quick question: Are we counting current players? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, is this a Rohit Sharma conversation? It's definitely a Rohit Sharma conversation because he's just gone past seven thousand ODI runs. Actually, actually, and he's averaging forty-five. I yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because I forgot all time also includes the present. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Rohit Sharma smashes these guys out, out of the park. But okay. you would you'd pick him over both Ganguly and Jaisal. Yeah, yeah. Fair I don't enough. care about a left hand right hand combination. No, no, like, these no are yeah, the I, I was. I'm not best, bringing. Them I know, up. I know, but yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. But these are the best openers that we'll possibly have. What well, average is 46, and like Sid said, he's almost over 7,000 runs. I can't see no, anyone. He's, he's crossed it. Oh, has he crossed he it? He crossed it against he Pakistan. He just crossed it this week. And, okay. and he got to there. Honest, he got there two innings quicker than Lara, by the way. Fifth quickest to that mark. Fair enough. But yeah. I've, I've, to be honest, I've only been watching the highlights. <laughs> so, I don't... Well, speaks volumes about how popular he is on the pod, right? Or speaks volumes about how popular the Asia Cup is. <laughs> it's the same thing every week, dude. Right, so... Can I throw a left field name in here? I mean, sure. Saeed Anwar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Saeed Anwar has some, like, really great highs. But I don't think he's just as consistent. He's literally... He's another Saeed really. So, I don't know if you'd pick him as an all-time... Like he, not that he's not an all-time great, but is he the second best opener ever? No, I don't think so. Alright, fair enough. So, who's the opener? Are we going for Jaisuri or are we going for Rohit? I mean... Because I... we, we considered all-time... I mean, including current players. I yeah. don't think there's a debate whether Rohit Chama is better than Jaisuri. I think he definitely is. I remember when we, when we were having this conversation concurrently to the, to the match, we said, you know, how soon before we put Rohit Sharma in this conversation? And we were, both, we were all like, no, he's already there. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I'd probably pick him over Ganguly and you'd pick him yeah, over Jaisu. Yeah. So, I think we've got Sachin and Rohit Sharma at, at the top. Mm-hmm. But, but the real question is, is it uh, is Shikha Dhawan on this side or Moti Vichai too? <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone please call Swayam and ask him. <laughs> so, Rohit Sharma over Jaisuri, even though Jaisuri picked up, well, got over 10,000 runs, picked up 200 wickets plus. I think he's a, he's a fairly decent bowler, but the volume of matches he's played, I think he just puts him up there. And also, do we add, does the nostalgia thing add 
oh, a bit because definitely like, does. I think we might be forgetting that while he was an explosive batsman, he was pretty average at times. The one thing I would say is, I mean, Jaisuriya's won a World Cup, you know, not single-handedly, but like played a crucial role in winning a World Cup. Ganguly's played a crucial role in, uh, you know, taking a team to a final in a World Cup. So, I do. Would does that count over Rohit Sharma's overall record? I I think before we start introducing all these like factors into the conversation, like we should we should define the parameters of this selection, dude. Because then we can add leadership quality. Uh, well, yeah, performances in major tournaments or are we just doing this on the basis of their sheer ability? But I think like I think ability all of these things come into ability, right? Like if you've if you've performed really well every single time but not at a World Cup. Yeah, uh, I would actually factor the whole World Cup thing into it because Jaisuriya has actually won a World Cup. Rohit Sharma hasn't. Tendulkar has. Yeah. So, I vote for Jaisuriya. Yeah, I'm going back to Jaisuriya. I think I'm going to go with Rohit Sharma. Outvoted 2-1, to one, so Jaisuriya is <laughs> up it, unfortunately. <laughs> or we can just say that his... You know, there was... We've got two separate teams going at the moment. Um, we'll come to it when he decides to be a part of this conversation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three. Uh, also, when he decides to watch the Asia Cup. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, number three. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you all a few options, and you no, guys. No, it's Virat Kohli. You don't need to give us options. That quickly? At three, yeah. Easy. Yeah, because you know he's won a World Cup, so I'll have to put him aside. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. He has won a World Cup. I did contribute a bit to that World Cup. In in that final, he gave a crucial thirty. Okay, but two names that I'm going to add here. Um, Raul Dravid, nobody's going to go for and know this. But he has got 10,500 runs in ODIs. But, but the other guys, Virat Kohli, this is not even a discussion. Dude. Okay, not... wait. Wait, one minute, one minute. If that isn't a discussion, are you really going to bring this up over Kumar Sangakara? I mean, look, we, we can, can fit him we can have else. both. We can have both. And then you can choose if it's Kohli 3, Sangakara 4, or the other way yeah. around. But... This guy's 35 ODI centuries at 29. He's, he's already... Yeah, he is one of the greatest ODI yeah. batsmen already. And we, we know with the sort of mentality he has, he's only going to maintain this level of performance. We can fit Sangatara somewhere else. And if nothing, he'll be on the bench. Kohli's not, not going to be out of this side. Yeah, I actually can't argue with that. Virat Kohli's our number three. I would say Sangha at four. Straight in. Sangha at four? Straight in, yeah. What are the other options? Because I can't think of any right now. Mahela. Sangha was just a little more consistent. Arvinda De Silva? He's won a World Cup. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to factor it, dude. You've got to factor it in. <laughs> we should... Or, or, or... This or, will be a side of World or, Cup winners, dude. The, though, I swear to God, this is a legit list of World Cup winners. What about Inzavamul Haq? Inzi's in consideration, for sure. I, I, like, I wouldn't say he can't be there. But it's, it's yeah. debatable. I think we'll get him in the side as long as we make him do all the press conferences. <laughs> that basically means he's captain. <laughs> I'll take it. Dude. I also heard the most brilliant, brilliant Inzamam joke today. It's, it's not, not that brilliant. good. It's, it's really good. not that it good. It is good. It's really not that funny. You all don't think it's funny? No. I'm going to share with them anyway. I, yeah, we know you are. We're just yeah. saying it's not that good. So, uh, in case you guys are Bollywood fans, who do you think is Inzamam's favorite Bollywood actress? Anybody? We already know. You've already given us the setup and the punchline. 
We didn't like it. We're not <laughs> endorsing it more. All right, fine. I'll just give you the answer. Kangana run out. The, the, Can you the, hear the laughter? The laughter is yeah. definitely <laughs> loud. It's the best content series come up with in ages. <laughs> okay, uh, that still gets us back to our point. Who did we pick us for? Can 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 Sankara? Pl- I guess we don't have space for him anywhere else, and there's not a better candidate at number four. I'd say, think of, I'd say Sangakara because I know who I'm picking at five, so I'm putting Sangha, Sangha at four. Yeah, I think we all know who we're picking at five, so I, I I would agree with Sangakara at four. I have no idea who we're picking at five right now. Really? Who, who are we thinking of? I have not thought it's about it. It's also going to be our wicketkeeper. That's a hint. Dhoni? Oh, I, th- yeah, I, was I actually a- wasn't thinking of Dhoni at five because I'll, I'll slot him in at six in this particular 11. Ooh, so then was, the, the other was, person, that, uh, the guy I was going to slot in at six, you slotted in at five, so we flipped that. All right, yeah. fine. So... Here is our so top four. Unfortunately for Sid, now he's going to get outvoted on both of these. So he has to go with Sangakara. And um, a tactical decision to have my voice heard. <laughs> uh, okay. So Sangha at four. Sangha at four. Now debate who bags five out of Yuvraj Singh and Dhoni? Yuvraj. Unless it's a World Cup final and Dhoni decides to be selfish and put him, you know, promote him. <laughs> Decides to be selfish and win us the game single-handed. <laughs> just, just such an attention hog, really. No, I, but one minute. After Yuvraj had practically single-handedly won us the rest of the tournament. <laughs> exactly. That's why Dhoni was just like clearly afraid of not getting any limelight. He's like the new Man City fans. Glory hunters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, are we talking about Dhoni? Of course we are. Dhoni is actually a United fan, so let's just not do that to him, please. No, 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 no. It doesn't he matter. stole the glory. That's why I'm calling him a glory hunter. I'm not calling him a bad person. I like his okay. choice of fan. Anyway. What, what does that mean, dude? <laughs> Everyone knows glory hunter means one thing. I don't understand. But anyways, I think I'll go for you, Raj, at five. You, Raj, at five? Yeah, and, ca- at five. Ca- and Kef at six, dude. Just, <laughs> just in case we get the Nat West final again. No, 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 no. Hazel Keech at six. <laughs> <laughs> just in case we haven't seen enough of her. I was just thinking about this, and I think more people have seen Hazel teach on screen, probably, than then, Yuvrat Singh. Yeah, that's, Is that a fair comment to make? That's probably quite true. Because uh, for all our fans from the US of A, uh, where all of, everyone's listening from there, right? Yeah, apparently we, have listeners. A, apparently we have a load of people listening. Yeah, but from Hazel Keach was an uncredited extra in the three Harry Potters movies. Yeah, she was there somewhere as a student in the first three movies. I mean, she wasn't going to be a uh... teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, jokes aside, we're back to this 11. Now, because Yuvraj is 5, Dhoni is obviously going to be 6. Yeah. Technically, we don't need a keeper because we've got Sangakara. So. I was just thinking about that, actually. Because when before I came in, my biggest... Because um, the only people I thought about, actually, was who do we have as a keeper. Uh, and I think the Sangha debate is Sangakara Dhoni. But if you've yeah. got... I think from a batting perspective, you'd have both anyway. Yeah. Playing different roles. But yeah. I guess so. I can't think of anyone better right now. We can rotate them. Yeah. In, you know, 25 overs. If Murli's bowling, then Sangha can keep. Spoiler if, alert, dude. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, interesting one now. We kind of need an all-rounder, but we can't figure out who that's going to be. So, uh... Our three options here are Imran Khan, Kapil Dev, and Shakibul Hassan. Can I? Can I? Why have we not thought about Afridi? Okay, we have four options here. Because no, Afridi got the most. Because because World Cup is apparently the the pinnacle of ODI cricket. 
I mean, it, don't it is. Take it is. It I is. mean, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but well, I mean, there is because we play so much other cricket anyway. I'm saying, and we're only judging. We were judging them on the basis of their ability. But anyway, he has performed in a World Cup. Did he get the most wickets in the 2011 World yeah, Cup? Yeah, I think he topped the wicket. Yeah, so yeah. his his late career as this really good spinner, and obviously, I think as a as a <laughs> as a young young player watching uh, a freely come in and just hit was quite exciting. Yeah, uh, except for his record of a batting average of 21 over 300 games, just yeah. automatically cancels him out. I'm sorry. Uh, so, he's out. So, that leaves three options. Imran Khan, Kapil Dev and Shakib Al-Hassan. And the Shakib thing is not a joke because historically speaking, by the numbers, he's genuinely one of the best ODI runners have been. So, who are we going for? Have we got any Pakistani players on our side? At the moment, no. No, but I'm sure we'll end up. We will, we will. I mean, I'm yeah. waiting for them. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we've got the bowling conversation. Yeah, the bowling conversation still has to happen. And there's not many Indians in that. Look, if it came down to just picking between Imran and Kapil, then I'd have to be anti-national and give it to Imran. He's president now. You kind of have to. Prime Minister. Oh, is this really Prime Minister or President? Prime Minister. Oh, my bad. Okay, Prime Minister. Prime Minister Khan. <laughs> Prime Minister Khan gets into our 11. I'm never the biggest Kapil fan. Are we are we just continuing to silence Sid? He, I don't think no, he's actually said anything. No, no, yet. because I don't know. I know about Imran Khan's uh, ODI exploits, and I know off Kapil there, but I don't know the 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 statistics. <coughs> I don't know much to differentiate between them, other than they're both legends and have, have won a World Cup and have been quite crucial in the captain's vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, also, I don't know anything else to differentiate. I've never uh, watched them. So two differing World Cups, though. Um, we were the underdogs. No, well, the other thing was the 83 World Cup was 60 overs in England and the 92 World Cup was 50 overs in Australia. And Imran Khan probably was the more modern of the two players. Yeah. And probably the more complete player. That's what I felt and that's why I've gone for him. I mean, I, I think now I feel like a little bit bound to defend Kapil because that particular tournament, that 175 against Zimbabwe, first when we were like, I think we were... Something like 35 for 6 or 6. Like something ridiculously... Some ridiculously low score for a lot of wickets down. And then he single-handedly won that game. And then like we had, we should have had no hope of defending 183 against West Indies. And then he just took that, he took that catch and turned the game around. You know, honestly, after watching it back so many times, it's not that good a catch. Everybody makes it seem like... Well, it's never easy to take a catch with dropping above the shoulder, running back. I agree, but Manish Pandey took a better catch last week. <laughs> so, I t- just, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, well, I mean, standards have changed. So, you're, that's it's, also it's not a fair comparison. But one minute, Imran Khan wins purely on going out to the uh, toss in the 92 World Cup final in a corner Tiger t-shirt. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll yeah, stick, yeah stick we're Imran. sticking with Imran Khan on this. Okay, uh, <clears throat> bowlers. There are two automatic, three automatic picks. I don't think there's going to be any debate about either of these two. The two doubles. What are, okay, let's. What are what are our options? Though? So we're going three pacemen and a spinner. Okay. And right. Who we? What are our options for pacers? Other than the obvious, Wasim Akram, Wakar Yunus. Uh, your other options, you'd go Zaid Khan, maybe. Hmm. Jaminder Vas, four hundred uh, ODI wickets. How many did Srinath get? Two hundred and sixty-two. No, sorry, that was his test. So he got two hundred and fifteen. So, not the greatest. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, he's one of the higher Asian seamers, right? 
Because I don't think other than ha- higher Khan, Indian seamers. In Indian, that's what I mean. Other than Zaheer that, Khan, that really he, just means that he's better than Venkatesh Prasad. So yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I was bringing in the conversation. <laughs> wow. Um, no, wait, but also we have to remember who's won a World Cup and Munaf Patel has. Yeah, actually, so Munaf Patel's on my side. <laughs> Lord God, so has Wasim Akram, by the way. And now that too, he was man of the match in a World Cup final. Um, so he's my number eight without. Yeah, any, I, I, without I'm any, not picking against. Wasim yeah, Wasim Akram. Yeah, I was just thinking about this because <laughs> this is a world, this turned into a World Cup conversation, and now that you've mentioned man of the match uh, in the final. You know who else was the man of the match in the final? Asian player, 1996. We are, we're having this discussion. Aravinda De Silva, yeah, who's your favorite? Uh, fa- for a future segment, we're going to decide doing historical players. But, but well, I mean, a, look, but, Sid, Sid uh, mentioned him. Would you, would you pick him? Or? No, no, I wouldn't pick him. Yeah. I was just messing around. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely take Vasim Akram. And then I can't think of any other bowlers better than the three we've mentioned. Wakar Yunus? Yeah. yeah, we mentioned him. Yeah. So I think it, then it just comes down to whether you pick Vas or uh, Vas or Zaheer for the uh, for the other quick, because there's not really other options for the quicks. Look, I'm gonna pick Vas because I just think uh, one day, one day cricket, 400 wickets, World Cup winner, World Cup winner. So was Zaheer. True, but um, no, left field because we do also sometimes consider non-World Cup winners like Sangakara, for example. Um, Shoaib Akhtar. I was going to say Shoaib Akhtar. Shoaib Akhtar, so because, he's, because I think he was rested from ODIs a lot and also got injured a lot, his numbers aren't, like his aggregate numbers aren't stellar, but his average is better. Average and strike rate both better than Vast, for example. Yeah, but see, now we're coming back to, but we're coming back into the conversation where now we're just discussing the peakability and not statistics. So where, I feel like there's got to be some form of consistency because I would want Shoaib Akhtar. <laughs> Because I'm assuming when we pick the side, they'll all be at the peak fitness at the right age, right? Performing in the side. So mm-hmm. I would have Shoaib Akhtar. I would have Shoaib Akhtar, Basim and Bakar. Yeah, this was, and when I when I picked my 11 on my own, I had Shoaib in it over Vas. You you made a pretty compelling case for I'm, Vass, I mean, 400 ODI wickets, you can't make any more compelling case than that. Plus, he's got a best of 8 for whatever. He's eight blown, for 19. 8 for 19, he's blown India away. He's blown... Remember, he's done that in Sharjah. He's blown Zimbabwe away. He's won a World Cup. He's done everything you can ask for. Oh, yeah, Vas was in 96, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, in my team, I personally, I would pick Vas as the third seamer. But apparently, I, this is a democracy. But this is a democracy. Yeah. I might get outvoted, yeah. Both of us yeah. pick sure. Because uh, I, I would just love to have a really, <clears throat> really fa- good fast bowler yeah. on our side. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this when Wakar and Wasim are in the side. It does but seem... But just super, super fast. Just to be a destructive force. I don't care if he leaks runs. Because we've got the other bowlers to control. And again, the... he's got a better average than Chaminda Vaz. So clearly, he's not leaking runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has he? Yeah, he's got a better average. You know, because when I think of... I, I genuinely don't know Shabakta's stats. But when I think of fast bowlers... Like, it's the super quick ones. I always imagine Sean Tate just getting smashed around the park. <laughs> Uh, I also just think it's apt in an Asian eleven to have four Pakistani quicks. I think just by tradition that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, I just realized all four of them Pakistani. Yeah, all four quicks are Pakistani. Um and that just leaves one and I think it's a given who the spinner in this team is gonna be. Amit Mishra. <laughs> 
No, you, you <laughs> Ramesh, Ramesh Pawar, dude. Ramesh Pawar. How <laughs> are you forgot the best one, all time, all time, bro. Kumar Dharmasena. <laughs> was he bowler? Yeah, he was an yeah, he, he was. He won a World Cup. He won a World Cup too. <laughs> so wait, is he the umpire Kumar Dharmasena? Yes, yeah, the umpire Kumar Dharmasena. Yeah. I genuinely didn't know that. Okay. To be fair, this happened the year you were born. So yeah, we, so we, yeah, we, yeah, we, okay. yeah, but no, um, Murli. Yeah, like I don't even, you can't make cases of Baji or Anil Kumble or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Kumble was in contention, but Murli can't look fun. Yeah. Yeah. In contention with Greatest ODI bowler ever, Muthaya Murli Dharan. When you said Murli, I was going to say Shikhar. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, we're still picking between Shikhar Dhawan and Murli Vijay. Anyway, um, so our 11 reads is this. Sachin Tendulkar, Sanat Jai Surya. Virat Kohli, Kumar Sangakara, Yuvraj Singh, MS Dhoni, and then four Pakistani quicks, Imran Khan, Wasim Akram, Vakai Yunus, Shoaib Akhtar, and Mutaya Murli Dharan. Um, Who's captaining? That's, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'd go with Imran Khan, actually. Yeah, I'd pick, I think I'd pick Imran over Dhoni. I mean, yeah, it's the legend of Imran, the captain. But... Connor Tigers, right? Imran Khan's our captain. Wow. Okay, then. Um... Yeah, that's our uh, all-time Asia eleven. Are the wicket keepers allowed to rotate? Like, can we literally, whenever Murli bowls, he we get Sangha to keep and then just rotate him out and get Dhoni at the other end? Listen, I just want to hear him talk in Sinhala, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, okay, that's our all-time Asia eleven, and you can really, literally infer who we want to keep. I'm not going to put one nail down. They can rotate. Yeah, right. We'll move on to the last thing that we have. Uh, we have a little bit of our fun going on. The can, social media segment. Wait, before we go on, can, next time, can you do the rest of the World 11? Because I want to see... Because, so yeah, I think I, I can't see any team beating this. Yeah, we can, we can, we can, yeah. we can, we can do a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting The quicks for in the rest of the World rest 11. Of World 11 uh, other, other than That's, McGrath, I'm not sure who I'd pick. There'd be a few West Indians yeah. in there. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah. we're talking only ODIs, right? I still yeah. have a few West Indians Fair. in there. Yeah. Um, Let's <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. Social media, guys. Um, are we going to do Hardik Pandya first or are we going to do the bowl out first? Those are your two options. Can you... So, uh, Hardik Pandya is just like... He's got a very weird social media persona. So, we're doing Hardik Pandya first. Yeah. It's just I need to get this off my chest. Firstly, his taste in... T-shirts. Like he wears the most like flamboyant, colorful, bad-looking shit yeah. that there is, and he. I think he needs for the amount of money he spends, or like the amount of time he seems to devote to like how his hair looks and how he looks when he's dressed up and what all. I think he like needs a fashion consultant or something. Yeah, I think because now that he's uh, a West Indian citizen, then he's got, isn't he? He's like been adopted by all those islands, right? Just because. Is he good friends with Pollard? And remember in the breakfast with champions with Ganguly, he's like, this guy's from Baroda. But if you meet him in a hotel, you think he's from like Barbados. <laughs> he's just actually morphed into this weird character. And it's, Look, if yeah. he starts learning how to bowl like a West Indian quick, we'll all be happy. Yeah. yeah. yeah he seems to want to bat like them too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the reason anyway. we bring up Hardik Pandya is because he... Uh, if anyone saw his Instagram story during the second India-Pakistan game, he basically just tried to do an impression of Shikhar Dhawan while Dhawan was doing an interview on the screen. And it just wasn't good. I don't know if he was like being deliberately bad, but it was just like, oh yeah, Shikhar, 
we played well uh, and that's literally what it was right um moving on um, from hardik pandya there was a very interesting segment that we saw the other day on uh, one of the pre shows it was a bowl out we all remember the famous india pakistan one from the 2007 world t20 where the, the pakistanis missed <laughs> every Indians, single time every single time robin uthappa hit the stumps but pakistanis actual pakistan's actual bowlers couldn't and so we had another challenge there were three indians and three pakistanis in a bowl out pakistanis were shoaib akhtar ramiz raja <laughs> and amir sohail and the indians were moa vivian lakshman and lakshman shivarama krishnan and moa said he's the greatest opening bowler ever i'm going to let you all figure out who that was we we assume we don't actually mean siddhant pradhan no we definitely don't mean siddhant pradhan but do you think you would outbowl any of them i mean like ramiz raja really <laughs> that man played for pakistan this guy got into the i don't know what is the the dy patel team dude <laughs> i mean my club team can bowl better than ramiz raja they uh, they probably can't i <laughs> bowl not bad it's like saying you know i can bat better than mathaya mullitha i yeah. probably can Well, I won't say this about myself because you guys have seen my batting, but like one of you guys could probably say this. Um, yeah, okay, fine. I, I anyway, the point being, anyway, Moa, point Moa being, was Moa Sunil, Sunil Gavaskar, the greatest opening bowler ever. How can I can I ask why? Do you know in what context he was? He just standing there. He's like, oh, I'm I'm the greatest opening bowler. Did he just say? Was he I trying mean, to be funny? So basically what he said was he wanted he's like so y'all have to decide the order and the captain decides the <laughs> order and the captain is going to bowl with start with the greatest opening bowler ever and that greatest opening bowler ever is Moa and then he went to bowl <laughs> and I can just imagine him in my head he's bowled it turned around and there's this massive explosion going on behind him <laughs> so I'm imagining right now Him. Was it was it as cool as that? Did he just completely miss the stumps? He obliterated the stumps. <laughs> And guess what? What was the final result? Three zero. I'm just guessing. No. <laughs> How did you know, sir? Because it's India Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> We did end up three zero. India did win. History repeated itself. And all we know is Pakistanis are really crap at bowlouts, much like they're catching. Weirdly, given How's that, that come into the poll. <laughs> Weirdly, given that we've just picked an picked an eleven with only Pakistani yeah. bowlers and, and Murli, apparently they can't hit the stumps. They re- really for I mean for a for a country that produced Vakar Yunus and Basim Akram who got half their wickets by hitting the stumps. Quite literally, <laughs> they are really crap at bowlouts. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we just lord this over them for forever. Yeah, definitely. Sid, do you have anything to add? Uh, nothing. Well, then that's our show, guys. Thanks for listening.